0: Touchback for one leg Burnley! Scott Opel, he's been threatening
1: that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end.
0: Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the follow-up by What a strike from Wade Elliott! A bolt from the Clariton Blue.
2: Here goes Mike Conroy. Still time for a winner, baby. John Francis! They came to York in their thousands.
1: They're going home champions. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Kern! Oh, that's fine! This is justice that they have experienced. barely a level, and deserve to be. Hello everybody and welcome back to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joel Redmond, ahead of this Friday's game on... Uh, on Friday? <laughs> at Turf More on Sky TV again Obviously, we were on TV last week. That didn't go too well. We played poorly against West Brom and obviously conceded a 98th minute equaliser. I'm adamant, and I've had a lot of shit for this, but I'm adamant he should never have got nine minutes from anywhere. I don't care what anybody says, and I'm still seething about it. Um, but as I said in this week's Lanx Live column, for those of you that haven't read it, I felt it showed us in a different dynamic. Yes, we had our backs against the wall. Yes, West Brom won the midfield battle. Yes, we were second best for pretty much the entire 90 minutes. But we normally have a lot of the ball and we didn't against West Brom, but we still looked dangerous on the attack. And I'm looking at this thinking, maybe, just maybe, this means we might be decent without the ball as well as being decent with the ball. Because I felt that we counterattacked pretty well. Uh, Murich was a big part of that, to be honest. And if he is injured this game, then we might suffer against Norwich. Um, but we might have to play in this way against Norwich I'm not sure how they'll play there is a Norwich fan waiting in the wings we'll bring him in in just a minute Um, but if they play in a similar way to West Brom which I know I think we've had the most possession in the Championship and Norwich have had the second most possession in the Championship so it could go either way Norwich could have a lot of the ball or we could have a lot of the ball but if Norwich do have a lot of the ball I would be pretty comfortable in the fact that we might be able to counter-attack them pretty well, provided, of course, that Murich is playing. But like I said, we'll we'll get the Norwich fan in in just a minute. I am quickly going to do my usual fan slide checks. I'm still trying to encourage people to get uh, to download the fan slide app. So. It is basically the new way that we'll be playing the fantasy football game this season because, as somebody asked, asked me earlier, just quickly show you that there's the app, but that's what it looks like. Don't download it from the App Store. Go to our Twitter bio. There's a link there. And if you download it via our Twitter bio, there will be some prizes on offer. But as somebody asked me last week, oh, I haven't played yet this season, so there's no point in me joining now because I'll be miles behind. It doesn't work in a traditional league table sense that the, the normal fantasy football does. It's a game-by-game game basis, and Burnley versus Norwich, with it being on TV, will very likely, and in fact I'm 99.9% sure, that they will have a table for the Burnley-Norwich game, um, they, which will be free to play, and you'll be able to win 250 quid, 500 quid. It depends how much, will generously feeling. Um, but download it via our link because you can win a prize and then when you do download it via, via our link join the Turfcast table and I've got the code for you this week instead of forgetting it like I did last week which is FNCKZ so if you put that code in you will go to the Turfcast table and there won't be any prizes on offer for the Turfcast table yet this week but we will be bringing prizes in I'm waiting for them to bring the third shirt out so then I can you know, do a Burnley shirt you can win a Burnley shirt as a prize sort of thing so when that comes out and we have enough players playing then we will be offering prizes for the Turfcast table, but they will be probably doing a table for the Norwich game this Friday night because it's on TV and they do tend to do ones for the games that are on TV. I did one for the Paris Saint Germain Juventus game the other day, and I think it was it's free to play, so it's not a gambling thing, and I think you could have won 500 quid or 250, I can't remember. Um, But I was actually top. There was only like 250 people playing. There wasn't that many. So people Oh, I'm not going to play. I'm never going to win. There's not that many people playing because it's still a new app. So you might as well join it now. You'll have more chance of winning. Um, And I had Mbappe in my team and he scored really early on. What you do is you you choose three players and then after 20 minutes your time is up and you've got to slide about and choose choose three more. Or if if say like the game changes, you can bring some players in or do whatever you want. You will lose points if you bring in too many players in too many times. But if if you think it's gonna work, then, then then you do it. But I had Mbappe, he scored early on, so I went like sixth in the world table. Again, like I said, there's only 250 people playing. And then you get points for other things as well, like interceptions, tackles, you know, passes, things like that. And and clean sheets. Even if it's only a clean sheet for twenty minutes, you, you get like a bonus for that. And, and when I took my two defenders out who were making interceptions and passes, the clean sheet bonus took me top. And I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win two hundred fifty quid here. Ultimately, I finished about thirty odd, um, so I didn't win it. But I was, I was pretty close to two hundred fifty quid. Um, and like I said, it's it's pretty easy to do. Um, the codes on our Twitter bio and the uh, sorry, not the code, the links on our Twitter bio and the code again is FNCKZ. But just To reiterate, Fanslide is completely free to play, but you can choose a pay-to-play option if you wish. The Turfcast table will never be pay-to-play. Just to put that out there, it will always be free. Uh, This means you must be at least 18 years of age to register and play Fanslide. And if you do choose to -to pay-to-play on Fanslide, always gamble responsibly and never bet with money you cannot afford to lose. But like I said, the Turfcast table will 100% always be free and there will be prizes on offer. And there will be prizes on offer for those of you that sign up clicking the link. Anyway, Norwich, Friday night, a tough game against a side that came down from the Premier League with us. Admittedly, they were poor last season in the Premier League, but I know it's a running joke. Norwich always go down and they always go up, but the flip side of that is they know how to get out of this league and they currently find themselves in second. So I'm going to bring Jacob in now from the Canary cast. How are you doing, mate?
2: Uh, Really well, thank you, mate. Yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm really good. Really good, thank you. Um, So talk to me about Norwich City then in your season (laughs) so far, because... I was expecting you not to be second. And that's no reflection on, on you and your team. Like, it's just because I'm hearing loads of noise about Sheffield United. I'm hearing yeah. loads of noise about Middlesbrough and Howdy-Porter, Swansea and they porter I'm hearing a lot about Watford and, and their, their attacking players. I've not heard anything about Norwich. So I was thinking <laughs> maybe like, they might be seventh or eighth or something like that. at had a slow start. But you're second quietly going about your business. So you know you must be happy with the start that you've had.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting one. The first uh, didn't win uh, in the first three and were one five on the bounce. So that's obviously, obviously great. I think there was uh, question marks. Obviously, the season ended really poorly, as you know yourself. It's, uh, it's a difficult slump to get over. Obviously, you kind of had that new manager bounce, which we haven't. We didn't last time we went down either. There's been question marks about Dean Smith. I think it's helped that we've not played anyone that's going to be in that kind of mix, really, that top six mix maybe other side might be around it but really we haven't played anyone decent and this is this is the first proper proper game that we've got this season we've won five on the bounce but there's still you know we're going to get through games where we haven't clicked yet We, we are one of the strongest sides in this division we will just get through games because of the quality, the five subs help as well massively. Um, yes, this is a really yeah. fascinating test because I can say we're nowhere near top gear yet, and, and like you say, we're still second. So I think quite a few Norwich fans are a little bit like, "How are we here?" Uh, I think it kind of shows a little bit uh, from where well, we we know a little bit fresher than you guys, but jump between prem and championship quite regularly recently. There's just a, a hell of a world of difference between the the quality of teams really.
1: Yeah, I have noticed that so far. There's it's, it's that Wigan especially, they were very, yeah. very, very easy to break down. Obviously, but you struggled against against Wigan early in the season at home. Mm-hmm. And I do remember seeing that. And I remember thinking, oh, maybe Norwich will struggle this season. That like, you just you've mentioned your five wins in a row there. Let's just go through mm-hmm. your results so far. You lost to Cardiff on the opening day, but it seems like a bit of a mad game, two sendings off. Um sorry. Yeah, one lost but, to
2: Cardiff. Yeah, typical opening day. There was I I think there was about three shots on target the whole game. That was that was their only one. They had three shots. It was a Pop luck little deflection and goes in and um, we I think we've been struggling really in general. Uh, before Marcelino Nunez came in from from Chile Um he's kind of a, a really good creative player in the midfield box to box will break up play did that exactly against Coventry, won the ball up high, fed to team with Bukiu everyone at this level knows will score goals if given chances and there's. There's beginnings of relationships between players now that you can kind of see, but we just need a little bit of a fresh impetus because the, the last season squad was was so kind of damaged, really. And like you guys know, those fresh faces just to come in give the place a lift is is so beneficial.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Obviously, we we found that we, we've had I think it's 16 signings, um, so yeah, we've had a lot of freshness coming in. Um, <laughs> then you drew at home to Wigan. Uh, that one's the one that I yeah. raised my eye because we beat Wigan so comfortably. <laughs> um, sorry, drew, drew it home to Wigan. We, we beat them so, come to, and found them so easy to break down. So, what was it with that one? Was it again just a bit of, you know, um, not
2: not enough freshness in the squad? Yeah, it was a funny one, really. So, it was Nunez's first game. He'd pretty much come just off a plane from Chile a couple of days earlier. So, it had just been thrown in, kind of showed the desperation really of what we needed and um, they, they scored a goal Norwich always give the, the opposition opportunity I, uh, you're probably asking my prediction later I never back Norwich to keep a clean sheet so that's that there's always a reason why there's always a good logic behind that so yeah give away a silly goal and then it's <laughs> 11 men behind the ball really um, did break one down really should have had a penalty in the last minute it was quite a, a viral clip that went round and Max Aaron's getting kind of uh, Naylor won the ball, but then goes over the top and into the shin. And Naylor yeah, himself, it. after the game, uh, apologised. Max revealed and said, "Yeah, it was definitely a penalty. I don't believe the refs not giving it. Apologised for going in that high, and it was just momentum. But it was clearly a penalty. And and you know, you win that is. I think it was just the pressure. You know, Norwich obviously come down. Like you say, maybe we're not as kind of loud as some of the other teams in terms of the transfer business. But Norwich fans know and have seen for the last couple of well, couple of times we've been in the champ. We won it convincingly. So." There's definitely internal pressure there and expectation to comfortably be in that top two, which which is going to be a lot different this year. The football's different. The manager is obviously different. and The team's got some changes in it. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's definitely expectation at this club. If we're not in the top six, that'll be a travesty.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, we'll get on to that, but it's a similar sort of feeling here at the minute. Mm.
2: Um
1: Lost into Hull. You know what? I know you've said you haven't played a side that will be in the mix. I don't mm. think they'll be in the mix for the top two, but I think you know Hull might be in the mix for the playoffs. I yeah. do think ultimately they'll fall short. If I'm being honest with you, maybe a, a, an eighth, ninth, seventh sort mm. of finish. Um, but lost, lost away to them but then after that you went on this this game where you've won five in a row so you've beaten Huddersfield, beaten Millwall, uh, beaten Sunderland away uh, when they still had Alex Neil so that would have been that would have been a decent result, beaten Birmingham and then absolutely trounced Coventry who did quite well last season but have had a bit of a slow start. So mm. what's different now? Why, why have you why have you suddenly clicked after your slow start do you think?
2: Yeah, that whole game was funny because, uh, well, we missed Jacob Ramsey on loan from Villa. Missed two absolute. So sorry, Aaron Ramsey, his twin brother. Um, is um he missed two sitters, one open goal, which either of us could have scored any other ones cleared off the line you go okay there's starting to be clicks a little bit we, we should have really put hull away i mean we should be a 3-4-0 up before they they score give away two against stupid goals there's a, there's a continuing theme with norwich and stupid goals being conceded um but yeah then those that millwall and huddersfield game they were so big those two just because the, the pressure was on there were two home games against teams again you sh- norwich are expected to be and we got over the line against Huddersfield just about. We, we were too up, comfortable, give away a stupid goal again, and then hang on. But Millwall was a lot better. Second half, we really dominated against a decent side in terms of they're, they're probably the best team we've seen in terms of structure, like defensively. That you, you can see what they're, they're doing, they're just really poor going forwards, apart from set pieces. Yeah. And then that just gave the confidence. Josh Sargent started getting goals, five goals in five games last season. We, most Norwich fans would have said get get rid of him for tenner. It was it, he was really poor, and you just couldn't see where he was going. But again, with this kind of the level he's playing at now, his his determination has never been in question, and he, you can just see the confidence now. He, he's starting to get there. Himu Puki's got uh, an assist and a goal in his last couple of games. He's now back in the starting lineup. So there's just things that are starting to get going. The the kind of the wash off from the relegation. Norwich always starts slowly, and. We're just starting to click now. It's still, I'd say, a, a, an identity that still needs to be kind of realised, to be honest. It's interesting, like you were saying, with the ball. I think with Burnley, I've seen it, I've watched you a couple of times and seen a clear philosophy there with, with yeah. company. It just depends. Uh, reminds me a lot of Daniel Farker in terms of how he wants to play, is in specific players for, for what you want. It just depends, like you said, like you said, interesting about the West Brom game can he actually adapt and still be successful?
1: Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that though, because you mentioned the word "click" a lot there. That's that's <laughs> been that's been a word used in Burnley a lot over the last yeah. six weeks. It, we felt like we had a slow start. Uh, yeah, we beat Uddersfield, um, but it turns out that there... you know I left I left uh, what's it called these days John Smith Stadium. Yeah. Nearly <laughs> said Galfarm Stadium. Then that's 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 a throwback. Um, <laughs> I left there thinking, um, yeah, you know we're going to be decent this year. They were the play yeah. finalists, but it turns out they're actually pretty poor this year. Yeah. So, um, but then you know we, we had we had couple of draws at home to Luton, a draw at home to Hull. Um, so I, I was thinking I had a defeat away to Watford, who will be there, thereabouts, to be fair. So yes. I remember thinking, okay, we, we need we need to click. We need to click. And there were a lot of... And then we drew it home to Blackpool, which was a poor mm-hmm. result after being 3-1 up. Um, but then we beat Wigan 5-1, and Burnley fans were like, all right, click with clicks this is Burnley fans dubbed it as, as click day and, and then and then we beat we beat Millwall similar to you 2-0 at home struggled to break them down initially so I know exactly what you're saying about their structure because they were you know backs against the wall a lot of it but Jesus mm. Christ they are terrible going forward aren't they? <laughs> yeah. they, are, they are so bad. Um but we managed to break them down and Burnley fans are thinking hey oh right, okay we we you know we're gonna go from strength to strength a draw at West Brom's not the worst result especially no. when we didn't play well so I do, I do feel like it's very similar to you there in, in a way. However, I do feel like there's there's a clear philosophy and ethos already with us, so it'll be interesting to see how we got uh, get on with that uh, against you, another side that has kept the ball pretty well. But you mentioned Dean Smith; he's been there for around ten months now didn't really get the new manager bounce when he came in. There was a couple of games where people were like, oh, hold on, but then it all yeah. suddenly slumped again and then obviously come to the bottom of the league in the end. Um, and then there are a few question marks earlier in the season about him as well, but five games on the bounce now, I presume the pressure sort of like eased a little bit and, and fans want to keep him.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting one. It, it, you could see when he came in, we go like say, a couple of, I think it was three, four games unbeaten. and You could see, again, we were just a lot better without the ball, and then January, again, we had a couple of wins, massive winning away at Watford, 3-0. But then really, we should have added a couple more players. Adam Eden got injured, and uh, which again is a continuing theme. Um, but yeah, then we just couldn't uh, get over the line. And again, that, as soon as that rot sets in, especially with Norwich, it seems that we don't do things in half. It's uh, We don't just go five games out without a win. It's 10-12, especially in that league. So um, yeah, it's interesting the minute. Like I said, I'm still not massively seeing a... A real identity, like you say, we keep the ball a lot. But that's because we've played teams who just go right. Norwich are the stronger team. Let's just let them have it. Yeah, it's yeah. not a Daniel Sarker. Right, this is premeditated. We want 100% of the ball all the time. A bit like Company again. Wants the ball. Wants ball playing centre halves. We we do do have a lot of the ball, but I would say it's going to be a, a real battle on, on Friday. There's there's not a Norwich aren't going to go there and go right. This is our store. We're going to dominate possession easily. I I would say it's going to be a proper scrap. Uh, in terms of not old school, in terms of you know going long and all that sort of thing, but just the way I think it's going to be a real midfield battle, it's going to be a fascinating one, proper scrappy one. And um, yeah, it, fans are, I would say, warming to him, kind of. I mean, uh, I think there's very, very difficult things. Daniel Farker, after every game, would come to the fans, would clap, would do the Fark wave, really got he was so involved with the supporters, and now it was emotional. Dean Smith seemed a lot more distant than that. Um, doesn't really come over to the fans after games we'll clap them kind of from you know the dugout that sort of thing where <laughs> such a difference wins always make always make the kind of you know stand you up in better stead kind of shushies the whispers but i can guarantee if we lose on uh, friday there'll be people saying "Ah, i knew we weren't good enough these are kind of being papered over the cracks it's just because we haven't played anyone good yet
1: Fair enough. You mentioned um, you, you're struggling to see an identity and things like that, mm-hmm. which I was going to ask you how how you play, but again, I guess <laughs> that you, you kind of don't really know at the minute. You're keeping the ball against teams because they're going to sit back, but you're thinking oh, on Friday, you might let us have the ball, maybe. I, 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 how how are you playing at the minute, under Smith?
2: It's, it's, it's such a tricky one, because like I say, we, we've been... so. Technically, and you can see we're better than the other teams that have already been championship for a, a few years, like like the teams we have played. So we've had a lot of the ball. There's not really any. Uh, ben Gibson probably won't play against you, I like, would be quite funny. He'd probably be quite pumped up for that. But normally, with him being left footed, he'd, he'd pass it into the midfield and then we'd go. You know, it's straight away progression. But with Grant Hanley, he's, he's obviously very right footed and just kind of narrows up the pitch. Our left back will be Sam Byron because we've got three currently injured. So we're going to be very, very narrow. And that's. Sometimes it just breaks down for Norwich. It's not that uh, that real width in, in our style of play. Todd Cantwell will probably play on the left, and Sonani on the right, or Josh Sargent on the right. And again, not proper wingers. They'll both keep drifting inside, so we will be incredibly narrow. And that's sometimes a frustration. I think that's you know a lack of kind of squad balance in terms of not having now an out winger apart from O'Neill Hernandez, who will create havoc when he comes on. But probably as much for us as it will be for you. He doesn't really know what he's going to do with it. So um, yeah, it's, it's just a tricky balance at the moment. I, I think I think Dean Smith will go a little bit more with a handbrake on. He's not really that that manager to go right. Let's let's go and show these what we've got today. It's more of a let's slowly build up. First half we've barely scored a goal to be honest. It's the second half we've then gone and kicked on with quality, fitness, and and the five subs to be honest. So that's why I'm so humming and hiring because any Norwich fan you'd have on would probably say very similar. They're just not quite sure how they're going to uh, fare against a, a very good team. I, we'll both be top 4 this season in, in my mind. So it's it's a real fascinating battle. If you offer me a draw right now, I'm um, probably quite pessimistic. I'd definitely take it.
1: I mean, if, if you draw your away games and win your home games, the chances yeah. are you go up anyway. So that, that, that was my thinking after the draw at West Brom anyway. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to know because you just said there you think we'll both be top four. You know how to get out of this league. I know it's a <laughs> yeah. running joke. Norwich always go down and they always go up. But the flip side of that, as I said earlier, is you know how to get out of this league. So mm. how do you constantly get out of it? What can
2: we <laughs> learn from you to get out of this league? Consistency is key. I think, um, like I say, one, we we had a free bounce, a uh, free games on the bounce where we didn't we didn't win. We had that two times. The last time we got promoted, so three, so two times we uh, didn't win for three games. That there's your consistency for you. You have to be consistent. You have to just the squad depth is so key as well. It doesn't matter how big you, you think your squad is. December well, December will be different this year. But that normal period of of kind of Saturday Tuesday, it just obliterates your squad. Like I say, we've already got uh, three players who would play left back already out until December. So that is kind of your, your your difference really, and making sure that you've got quality enough quality in your team to be able to to be able to bring someone in if there's injuries. A consistent goal scorer Timu Fuki scored 26 and 29 in the last two campaigns that's obviously key and beforehand we had a little bit of a cheat code in every point there who unfortunately isn't with us anymore that little bit of flair I I really like Nathan Teller from l- watching the West Brom game that that Murich, that touch for the penalty he just looks a, a level above and I, I, I know I, I why Southampton never used it but just looking at him and go yeah, it's got that little bit of quality, a little bit added extra, which will win you games on, on his own, really.
1: Yeah, that touch. He did it against um, whoever we played before. I think it was Millwall. He did it against mm. them as well. Long ball from Juric and he brings it down. Obviously, we've got a penalty for it against um, West Brom, but I think Millwall brought him down outside the box. That tends mm. to be what happens. Somebody brings him down when he does yeah. that touch but absolutely filthy touch and I don't understand how Southampton have let him go but Southampton fans are saying he's got no end products. I think he's already scored three goals for mm-hmm. us. So looks good from, from my,
2: point, my perspective anyway. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, fingers crossed Muric is actually playing though because again, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've got a couple of injuries. Muric is one of them um, and after the stick he got earlier in the season, it's a shame that he started to get fans off his back and all of a sudden he's going to miss out. You mentioned Ben Gibson won't be playing. Is he injured as well? No, no, it's a funny
2: one with him. He, he was injured. I, I just don't think Dean Smith fancies him as much as as uh, what what Daniel Farker did really is, which I'm sure he, a lot of early fans will listen to this going out. There's your kind of, uh, there's your irony, really. Um, yeah, he and drawn by and Grant Hanley are, are the partnership at the moment. Smith's kind of played around with it. To be honest, Gibson made up a couple of really bad errors at the end of the Premier League season and he's far too slow for that level. It just the, the the intensity of that league is too much unless he's in... Maybe a back three. This this league he'd be comfortable with. He, he can, you know, he's a very good Championship centre back. He just, I, I'm not sure in a, in a back four he can do it in the Premier League but at the moment. He's just he's not in favour, but I'm sure he'd be on the bench and if needed. I don't think there's any bigger game he would be. Uh, he'd be ready to come in for.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a shame, mate. I was looking forward to giving him some stick, but you want to watch out.
2: <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure a lot of you, are. <laughs> yeah,
1: you want to watch out, mate. If you don't play him soon, he'll be wearing his Middlesbrough pajamas and training up there again. <laughs> You want want to be careful. Uh, But just going back to your answer then about how to get out of this league, it's actually quite encouraging because you said you need squad depth. We have squad depth. It's probably the most depth I've ever seen us have, you know, which is frustrating because we never had squad depth in the Premier League. Now we get relegated and we've got loads of squad depth. It's pretty frustrating that. uh, And you mentioned a a striker that can score, you know, uh, uh, a lot of goals. Maybe Jay Rodriguez can do that. I think he started well and i do think the championship will be his level and i think he may get around 20 pushing 25 28 might be a little bit too much but we'll see i do think that is a an area that we do lack uh, a striker we've just signed a lad on loan from brentford whose name i'm not going to try and pronounce um but i don't know much about him uh, it, it was a the company wants a lot of sort of like wingers and midfield players it's kind of like the pep way before they brought harland mm. in yeah. Um which look how much better City look now with with an out and out striker. It's it, he was the missing piece. So that was a little bit frustrating, but I do think Jay will do very, very well in this league. Um getting on to the actual game then, how do you think the game's gonna pan out? Not necessarily your predictions, but the style of play. You mentioned you think it'll be a battle in midfield already. Do you wanna yeah. do you wanna expand on that? Because I do think that we are very good in midfield, but we were mm-hmm. very poor in midfield against West Brom. So it'd be interesting to see how, how that how that gets on.
2: Yeah, I really like the look of Brownhill at this level again. I I, it was a funny one, wasn't it? Because at Bristol City, I always looked at him and thought, how's yeah, a player there. And I'm, I think he was all right at Bernie. Yeah, I just don't know if he fell into that kind of trap of almost he kind of uh, left himself as just, you know, just a standard bog-standard midfielder. And now you see him adding goals to the game and just contributing a hell of a lot more. Maybe that's a confidence thing. Maybe, you know, companies unleashed him a little bit more. I think that midfield battle's key. To be honest, we've been so sloppy at times. I, I remember Sunderland away where we did win 1-0. Gave quite a few opportunities away, and I think with a Burnley, a West Brom, a higher level opposition than Sunderland, that would have been punished. And I think that first goal will be really important. Actually, I think if Norwich get it, it will definitely be a not back to the wall, but more a, right. Let's try and keep this. Like I say, I, th- I think Dean Smith will go for for a draw, hundred uh, percent. He's not one of those those coaches who will be going out there for flair. I think it would be a different conversation if it was a road a back company to be a little bit more on the front foot. But yeah, I, I would say more Burnley possession, but only shading it. That midfield battle will be key. And like I say, if Norwich can actually uh, pass the football for more than four four passes against a team away from home, that would be really nice because it's a real struggle at the minute. Um, we would like I say we're winning games, but we're getting through them just because we're a better team than, than the others we, we're playing against. This one, I'm I'm not as confident to be able to say that. I think there's a, a real similarity in terms of quality. Uh, with teams. so And if we do keep giving the ball away, it's, it's not believed we will get punished. Um, Norwich just has to be pumped up and ready to go for this. We, we couldn't have better momentum going into it with five yeah, wins on yeah. the bounce. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a real scrap. I, I don't think, I think it'll be a close game. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'll have to obviously say it, Norwich I think would edge it. But I don't know if that's heart instead of head.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Just going back to the Brownall thing, I think with Dash, um it, it was playing in sort of like a midfield two and mm. it was quite a defensive midfield too. Obviously, in the Premier League, it was going to be defensive a lot of times. And it's under Dyche, who was quite a defensive manager. With Company, mm. he's brought in Josh Cullen, who's absolutely fantastic, and obviously we have kept hold of Jack Cord, two very good midfielders who do who do the dirty work, they do the leg work, the work that people don't really you know notice. And they've let Brownhill sort of like just kind of like a number ten, but not such a number ten, like an attacking central midfielder. That's mm. why he's adding goals, and that's why he looks so much better. But if if if. if Going off what you've said, I'm interested um, in sort of like saying how you do struggle to pass against teams sometimes, and you would have been punished against a better side because I do mm. think that we are very good in midfield. However, against West Brom, we did look poor and we looked a little leggy because you know I think Jack Corks 33 now, and he's he's really you know instrumental to the way we play. So hopefully a week off has given him you know some time to some time to rest them. I'm going to say old legs, but he's still younger <laughs> than me. Uh, so they're not that old Um, but predictions then you know what I I was going into it it's weird like the last few games last few pre-game shows that I've done I've got into it thinking oh tough side I'd take a draw but then I talked to the fan I'm thinking we could actually win this then maybe. <laughs> but it's I'm still gonna I think I don't know I'm I'm like you I'm probably gonna shade it because of Burnley Um you mentioned Josh Sargent and Puke, both very, very good players. And our defence doesn't look great yet. That's probably mm. because we're comparing them to the likes of Tarki, Pope and Ben Mee. So they're never going to be as good as them. Um, so I do think we'll concede. But if you start slowly like you say you will, I think we might be on the front foot early on and hopefully get an early goal. And then that'll just set the tone. So I'm going to go 2-1. But again, I think that is more heart ruling head. Mm. I, I, you said earlier that you, you'd have took a draw. Um, I think I probably would have taken a draw before this. Well, what What are you thinking?
2: Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, in my mind, I'm thinking 1 1 would be a, a, a magnificent result. Like I say, Norwich will give you give you chances. So it literally does depend if Rodriguez is on foot. I saw Barnes, I think it was Barnes, wasn't it, against West Brom, who misses that sitter at 1 0 and you go. They, you know, you know differences, aren't they? You? Because you, then you just go, of course, West to score. It it, with the momentum, it just felt like it was inevitable. I, I'd love to see Peacock-Farrellin go. I, I don't really rate him, to be honest. So I'd much no. prefer to see him in there than Muric. Uh, I think he can be a little bit uh, erratic at times. So, yeah, I, it's an interesting one. i take 1-1 one, one right now. I, I think Norwich on the break, if they play it right, can can hurt Burnley. But it really does depend on that. At the minute, we just haven't quite seen that. A final end product enough so and it'll be a hell of a lot less chances I think that's the thing with Norwich have created four five six chances a game now you can see that we, okay we only take two whereas in this one it's, it's more of a Premier League battle again isn't it you know where you have to take a chance otherwise the other team will take theirs and, and take the points
1: yeah, fair enough. Interesting what you're saying about Bailey Peacock foul as well. I completely agree. I don't think we concede that goal with Muric, with Murich in the net against West Brom. I think he comes out and collects it and then dinks a lovely ball over the top. Jay Rodriguez 2-0. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah... I, I, it's one, I think with Bailey, he's been there long enough now. I think if we were going to be the number one, if we were good enough to be number one, he would be number one now, I think maybe it is time that we probably should have let him go and brought in somebody else. Although we have brought somebody else in, but he is only 19, so it's probably a bit early for him to be the first backup. But we'll see with Murich; He has got a bit of an injury. Um, we're coming up to the half an hour mark now, so I will start wrapping it up. But before I do, do you just want to let everyone know where they can find you and your podcast and, and YouTube and things like that? Yeah, so Canary Cast
2: across across everything, all social. So yeah, if you want uh, any Norwich, Norwich opinions or anything, it's uh, always great to see new people. And, and yeah, I look forward to kind of uh, coming on again. But and best of luck for the rest of the season. But best of bad luck for, for Friday.
1: Ah, yeah, uh, Same to you, mate. Good luck at rest of the season, of course. After Friday. Thanks for coming on, yeah. mate. Brilliant. No,
2: no worries. Cheers again.
0: Sports social podcast network.